Broadcasting live from the Sherm 2021 Conference at the Las Vegas Convention Center, it's time for Workplace MVP, brought to you by R3 Continuum, a global leader in workplace behavioral health, crisis, and security solutions. Now, here's your host. Hello, everyone. Jamie Gassman, your host of Workplace MVP, and we are broadcasting from the Sherm 2021 Conference in Las Vegas, Nevada. And with me today is Tammy Worley from Adair Pharmaceuticals. Tammy is the Senior HR Manager for the U.S. region. Welcome to the show, Tammy. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. So, Tammy, tell me a little bit about your career journey and how you came to be the Senior HR Manager for Adair Pharmaceuticals. Wow, what a journey. Um, I started out in a manufacturing company that was a glass factory. And I was asked to volunteer to help to rewrite an employee handbook. And from there, I fell in love with HR, and I have been in it since 1996. Wow. So all from being volunteered to write an HR handbook. Fantastic. (laughs) How did you navigate that task? Um, It was a lot of work, a lot of talking to people, a lot of typing, because back then we did not have word processors like we have today, so there was a lot of manual typing, and um, it was communicating with a lot of people and having to collaborate with different groups, and um, I found that when I was a child, I wanted to be a teacher, and this started that journey where I... um, could be a customer service person without having to be a teacher of young children. And um, I also at one point wanted to be in uh, adult care. And I knew that from my uh, wearing my heart on my sleeve that I wasn't going to be probably good in that arena. And when I volunteered in HR, it just was like, I think I found my home. It's amazing. One, it definitely brings those two kind of passions that you had as a child into into one career opportunity because yeah. HR definitely does that. There's a there's definitely that educational component to it as an mm-hmm. HR leader within an organization, and you really have to have that compassion for people too. So that's fantastic. Yeah, um, and it was just a way that you know, if in the adult care of elder care, you know, you're going to be looking at the loss of individuals. Uh, Not that I don't see a loss of people, but it's on a different scale. But it's a way for me to connect with people, do all I can to support them. Uh, Because I am, uh, I heard it during the um, uh, session, the general session, is the whole person comes to work. And I heard Chipotle mention that. And that has actually been a belief of mine for as long as I can remember. The whole person comes to work and the whole person goes home. And how can you ask people to differentiate from that? And I can't because I am the whole person that comes to work and I'm the whole person that goes home. So how can I ask people to be different from me? Oh, it's I a fantastic takeaway. I love that, um, and it's true. You got to look. It's 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 all of it. It's the physical. It's the the psychological. It's you got to look at mm-hmm. that entire person, and how you're supporting them. So, having that belief, and then hearing that in one of the pre conferences, or actually, it was the general session, was like right. the opening keynote. You know, 
is there something that you are taking back that's different than what you might have been doing already, or does it is it going to enhance some of the things that you maybe have done already in your your role? I think it's an affirmation that what I have believed all along is accurate. Um, you know, I'm I'm a um, person of the entering the HR arena in the '90s, and that was a whole different world, and. Um, you know, Brian spoke about, you know, from Chipotle that uh, there was one person who said a new, um, a new normal. And I agree with him that our new normal is changes daily. Absolutely. And as an HR professional, how do we recognize um, that that new normal is going to change daily, but we answer to different people who don't necessarily agree that the new normal is daily? I love the fact that he, as a, as a, as a high-level leader within the organization, recognizes that. Yeah, that's fascinating because, you know, it's a new normal at work daily. It's also a new normal at home daily for yes. some of these employees. So yes. it's, they're bringing that on their sleeve when they're coming into that workplace. They're trying to balance the challenges that they're experiencing on their daily at home with the challenges they face, you know, daily at work. So yes. what a great takeaway. And so, you know, how... You know, from your perspective, if you're going to be looking at, like, maybe a, a senior leader in your organization that you're having to kind of talk about that with, you know, how, are you, how, how would you approach that? Well, it, it's really a cultural difference, right? Um, we went from an autocratic organization. Most organizations are autocratic, right, to more of a demographic you know, or democracy, if you will. Asking employees, what do you think? What do you feel? Where do you want to see things? Having focus groups. I mean, uh, a lot of organizations were um, uh, breaking that ground. Um, and other organizations were not jumping onto that bandwagon, right? They were still in the, this is what we have to do, and we're a very controlled environment, and it's black and white. But now we're in a gray environment, right? Mm -hmm. We have remote workers, and these remote workers want to stay remote. We had to introduce flexible work environments because we have people that are taking care of their children at home. And so that new normal became, became a different demographics for us. And we had to rethink how we administer policies, how we administer compassion, how we integrate communication, um, you know, and so it was a divide and conquer, but at the same time thinking about how do we re-engage people because engagement is important. And I know every pulse survey every company does, it comes out communication, but employees are not asking for us to give us another newsletter. They're not asking us to send another email. They're not asking for another video. They're asking for us to bridge the gap from department to department. And they want to bridge that gap of communication. And so when you have remote workers, there's a delay in communication. It's not real time anymore. Um, so we have to figure out how to engage the employees to recognize that if you're asking for email, you're asking for Teams meetings or Skype meetings or whatever the case may be. 
that we're, we're no longer asking employees, send me an IM. Let's open up the door to give me a call mm-hmm. um, and have a real life conversation because I think email has become the norm, communication, and there's something lost in that. Because I know from my own personal experience, I send an email, I can be short and sweet, and then the person it reads that, and then they interpret something different than the message I wanted to present. If we had just picked up the phone and called that person, or said, let me call you on Teams or IM or Skype, we could have eliminated all of that confusion. But I think that the bridge is communicating interdepartmentally and silos have been built and we've got to get the silos back down. Oh, I I think that's such a great point. I always say things are lost in translation and in email. Mm-hmm. And and on top of that, you know, people are tight, they're burned out, they're they're stressed, and they're getting a lot of email from a lot of different sources. And so I would agree with you. Like, they're probably skinning it, you know, mm-hmm. not really, not really reading it. And you know, it's kind of like when you hear like communication with when you talk and listen to someone, like that active listening skill. It's almost like you have to have active reading right. skills. And you know, and when you've got so many things coming at you, I could see where some of those uh, employees are struggling with that, which does create kind of some divides because, <laughs> and those silos are hard to break down once they're formed. Yes. And we have, you know, in the past, you could just get up from your chair and go to the other office and talk to the person if you were not understanding. We can't do that so much today, right? Yeah, right. Because yeah. their office is at their home where the dog is barking, the cat's walking across their keyboard, or the child is crying in the background. And yeah. so we need to uh, we need to remember that. Wow. That sounded like a school bell here. <laughs> Speaking of interruptions during different, uh, you know, work and events, <laughs> I'm not sure what that was. But, yeah, no, absolutely. There's a lot more distractions sometimes mm-hmm. with people working from home. So in your opinion, if, a, if an organization is going to, you know, that, that's a cultural thing, right? And I'm always a firm believer that cultural changes and things of that nature start at the top. And, and then they kind of just, you know, move their way through the organization. But, you know, and so as leaders, do you think that it has to be like a, a program implemented or is it something that you just have to get that buy-in from your executive team or your leaders and in, in kind of saying this is now the expectation culturally that you pick up the phone and you make that phone call? I think it has to be a top-down. Yeah, absolutely. Because I find that our executive leadership is leading from an email and they do town halls they do the pulse surveys they do the all of that but it's still disengaged right it's not personable where's the personable touch to that um so uh, our organization is is trying to do more um onboarding calling welcoming the person to the organization from a one-on-one standpoint and then asking them, what would you like to see differently? And then we are actively looking to make changes based on that critique. So that feedback is important to us, but I think there's a lot of uh, work that still needs to be done from the top down. Yeah, interesting. I know it's, I heard one time, you know, from an executive leader that 
you know, making rounds on the floor to check in on people just to see how they're doing, like building that into your day. It's almost like you got to find a way to do that virtually, <laughs> you know, whether it's joining in on a team meeting, you know, that's not a town hall, but like kind of individual department team meetings just to kind of show that face and, and let them know that you're there and you care. Yeah, but when you have an essential workforce, they have to be there day in and day out, yeah. right? And then you've identified those people that are not essential to the day-to-day operation. And I almost guarantee you um, that's been HR folks, customer service folks maybe, finance, um, and maybe even uh, your individual site leadership people that don't have to be there on a Mm day-to-day basis. How do we get them to re-engage to do, as you're pointed out, to walk on that floor? Because, I'm sorry, I can take my phone out there and I can video. That's not the same. It's not an engagement activity. So we have to get them back to the workforce and realize that their presence is as key to every essential employee um, to be there. Because for me... Even when I was told I was not an essential employee, I still came to the site almost every day. Why? Because I'm HR. My title is human resource manager. How can I take the human out of the resource? And so I still came to the site because they needed to know that I cared enough to be there, that you had to expose yourself every day to be there on site. Um, I... I had to be there too yeah. because you have questions and how am I supposed to answer those questions remotely from an email? Oh. Send me an email for employees that are still using flip phones and don't understand oh. the email system. Yeah. So I came on site because I felt like it was my job to still include the human in the resource that we provide because are we not a customer service? Yeah, and absolutely, like an internal customer service. Love that point of you're the human in, mm-hmm. in the resource. That's fantastic. So now I know this is your your first term that you've attended. Yes. So and so far, obviously, it sounds like you're getting some great pointers from I the love presentations. It. So, other thing, are there any other topics or exciting presentations you're looking forward to to attending over the next few um, days? The Michael Phelps is really interesting to me. Um, a couple of years ago, I really um, wanted a dare to change their EAP benefits, and we promoted a new EAP benefit plan. And I have noticed over the last year we had more utilization of that. And it's a very, it's a big passionate part of um, being a human resource department is providing that resource. And I knew uh, a couple of years ago, well, actually, I'd say almost five years ago, I had an employee who lost their spouse. And she went to use our EAP benefits, and she struggled finding a counselor. That was not acceptable to me because she needed real-time assistance, right? And our plan that we had in place at that time was what we want to call a quote free benefit, but it didn't provide real benefit, real-time benefit. And so I promoted and we utilized uh, uh, putting in a real-life uh, live 
online help that they can get immediately for EAP benefits. And I have noticed an increase in the utilization of our benefits, um, not just from our employees, but their families. And we opened up that door to our EAP benefits to being anyone living in the household. So we know that uh, in this modern day, it's not just your spouse, you as an employee, and your children, but you might have a grandchild living with you, you might have a grandparent living with you, you might have parents living with you, um, and they may need help too. And so for me, an EAP benefit isn't just about acknowledging our employee, but acknowledging their home and who might need help in that home. Yeah, going back to that whole person you mm -hmm. mentioned earlier in, in the conversation. Yes. Great pointers, great information. Well, I hope you get some some wonderful sessions that you, you take yeah. some more great content from. And just really want to thank you for being on our show today and appreciate you stopping by the booth. Um, for all those listeners listening in, we are at booth 4076 here in the SHRM conference. Um, it's our three continuums booth, our show sponsor. And, you know, thank you again. Enjoy thank you. I have enjoyed it. And I hope that somebody will take something away from this too. Wonderful. Appreciate Thank it. You.